My name is Emily McCormick, and this changed my life. What's this, you ask? Good question. You'll find the answer as you listen in. My friends and I dive into everything from faith to fashion, culture to coffee, purpose to parenting, leadership to love, and so much more. So settle in and let's learn and laugh together. Hello, friends. I hope you are having a great, great day. I am almost to my 40th episode. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm really excited about the 40th one. So stay tuned. It is coming soon. So today I wanted to talk to you about the idea of what does it mean to be fully committed? And when I, when I talk about that for me, my faith, my love for Jesus, for God is is like the epitome, the most important, the thing that has changed my life more than anything else. And if you've listened to this podcast by for more than a few episodes, you know that by now. But I wanted to just talk about what does it mean to be fully committed, to have your whole heart, your whole being be committed to Jesus. So there's this verse that I have loved since probably high school. It's been one of my very, very favorites, and it's 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Fully committed. And I don't know about you, but I need to be strengthened in every area of my life. I feel very weak in so many areas, whether it's mental, physical, parenting, marriage, friendship, looking for wisdom for things. There are so many areas that I need to find strength in. And so that verse was really profound to me because I thought, man, he's not looking for the perfect. He's not looking for those who are performing well. He's not looking for those who are doing the most stuff. It says whose hearts are fully committed to him fully committed to him. I'm like, okay, God, what does that look like? And for you, what does that look like to be fully committed to him? Mark 12, 29, I think gives us a clear picture of what that might look like. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So I'm going to preach a little bit here. So uh, turn your um, receiving brain on for a little sermon, if you will, a mini sermon. And I'm just going to quickly go into what might that look like, okay? Now, we all have different strengths, right? I may be really strong with loving God with my heart, or maybe it's with my, maybe you're like, no, 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 I'm like with my mind. I like really understand the scriptures. I really have thought through it. So we all have different strengths and we also all have different areas where we need to grow. I don't think any of us would be able to say, oh yeah, I love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I'm doing excellent in all those areas. So the question then we ask is, where are we weak and where do we need to be strengthened? Like I said, in that first verse, it said, he's looking to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I wanna quickly go through what does it look like with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Those are four areas. So what would it be like if we loved him with all of those things? So what is the heart? What does that mean? It's your affection. Out of the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. Your affection comes from your heart. The Bible talks about different things. Above all else, guard your heart for out of it flows everything you do. One of the things I have often prayed is, God, give me thick skin and a soft heart. Let my affections stay there for people even when they've hurt me. Let my affections stay there for um, softness, even though I want my, my, my skin to be thick when I've been hurt, but my heart to say, stay soft. A way to really honestly answer that question for you is take inventory. Take inventory. 
Uh, what gets your affection? Um, do you slander? Do you gossip? Are you bitter? Do you have resentment? Do you have wounds that are unhealed that have caused you to have a hard heart? That's how you find out if your heart is soft. Are you affectionate? And I don't just mean sexually or within a marriage or um, you like hugs. I don't mean that only. But do you find, would, would others describe you as that? Would others describe you as a soft heart? And yes, towards others, but also to the Lord. How do you find the posture of your heart? The next one is soul, your devotion. The soul is like where you put your devotion. Your soul is not controlled by feelings. It is like your inner identity. Like that is what you would be as like, or how you would describe soul. Psalm 63 says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul, like my entire inner being thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, I'm longing like your entire being is longing for God, your soul, your core identity. It's also our humanity. That's what makes us human is our soul. We're alive in Christ because our soul is alive in the spirit. The Holy Spirit changes me and you into his likeness. The Holy Spirit reveals sin so we can be wholly devoted to God. How is your soul? Are you controlled by your feelings? Meaning how you feel dictates everything. Your feelings matter, but they are not always true, friend. (laughs) Oh man, I need to cling to that. Your whole being, what would you describe? Do you find your whole being, um, your soul longing for Christ, craving Christ, or do you find it craving for other things? Are you more devoted to other things? Take inventory. Okay, this is one I really want to focus on, your mind, what you think and what you know what you think and what you know, what you think on, what you meditate on. The scriptures talk about taking captive every thought. Second Corinthians 10, four and five says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Those are the weapons that we have as believers. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Okay. That is taking captive every thought. Your mind, is it, again, we're going back to the beginning. Is it fully committed to Christ? Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So your mind, is it, are you taking captive every thought or are you letting it wander? What you think about and what you know. Are you actually training your mind to know the things of the truth or are you letting it wander? Friends, in this world right now, if you do not take captive every thought, it will wander and it will be it will lead you astray. The news, social media, opinions, politics, it will take you to places you do not want to go. Which leads me to the next one that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Of your mind, that you may be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Romans 12, two. Okay, friends, I'm so passionate about that. Is your mind in the right place? Have you trained your mind to be fully devoted, fully committed to the Lord? It doesn't just happen on accident. It must be trained. Friends, as a believer right now, everything you believe is being attacked. Always. It always has been. But honestly, I think in the West, like never before, Do you know how to answer questions that are being attacked right now? Race, politics, LGBTQ, justice, truth, love. You can't just have an opinion. You have to know the truth. 
Now hear me, your story matters. Other people's story matter deeply and we must listen well. But we can't just start with story. We can't just start with a story. We must start with understanding truth, what God says and how he informs that story. Our world is is flipped upside down right now. We must know what we are standing for. We must know the things we are saying, I will die for that. We need to know the truth. We want to engage culture, love the world, love people who are different with us, not be threatened by that, but also know the truth, which will give you confidence, which will give you boldness. And our hearts, if we're talking about wanting our, our whole beings to be devoted to Christ, there's that quote that says, our hearts cannot love what our minds do not know. Do you know the truth? Have you spent the time? Have you meditated on it? It is important. It is vital. And it cannot just be about feelings. The last one is strength, to love God with every available source that I have. So strength is like my capacity to function effectively. Okay, it might look like passion, honestly. Your strength, every available source in you, do you love him with all of that? So it doesn't just mean when I'm at church leading worship, do I love him with all of that? No, it means when you go online, do you love him with all of that? Do you not look at pornography? Do you not scroll and and compare yourself with everybody else? Do you not... um, get jealous because you're focusing on the things you don't have versus the things you have. Okay. It means everything online. Love them with your strength. Parenting, love them with your strength. Marriage, love them with your strength. Personally, like your own personal life, love them with all your strength, with every source that you have in your being. Do you love him with all of that? So back to that original question, what area do you find in those four things is maybe your weakest link? (laughs) What is your weakest link? Heart, soul, mind, or strength, because we want to be people whose hearts are fully committed to Him. It says the scriptures in the scriptures, God longs to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed, fully committed to Him. I need strength in my marriage, in my intimacy, in my parenting, in my friendships, in my leadership, in my learning as I learn, in my ability to listen and not be defensive, in my mind and growing and and learning as I start seminary and as I study the scriptures, God help me, strengthen me. So that is my hope and my prayer for you. Thank you for sitting through my mini sermon. Evaluate, do a little kind of pause and reflect. Maybe go back if I talk too much, slow it down and say, okay, God, what is the area in those things that Emily mentioned that I need to reflect on where I'm not fully committed to you, God? Heart, mind, soul, strength. God, where am I not fully committed? And I want to surrender that so I can be strengthened in all of those areas to love you well, to share your love with the world, to give you full glory and receive full joy.